Wow. You put a lot of oxygen into the fermenting yeast, they go aerobic and they start multiplying. Great American ale off? Cause of death. Dun dun dun. It tastes worse than Bud Light. Straight <laughs> up 10. Hello, and welcome to Opinions and Beer. I'm your host, Adam. Today, we've got a little episode. This is going to be a preview of our future Taking Back Nerdum series on YouTube. Uh, now, in that official series, we're going to have Kevin Bivens on as a new host, as a new co-host, a part of that series taking back nerdum but to sort of uh get the ball rolling on that idea i'm gonna go ahead and jump on a topic and kind of run with the conversation that i like to speak on about uh but this is opinions and beer this is thursday's episode here we go i may be hiding somewhere from a hurricane that is wrecking havoc as we speak right now uh so that's what i'll be doing i'm <laughs> this is pre-recorded in advance for your listening pleasure while you survive hurricanes and covid19 anyways today's beer of the day is saloon doors fluffy nuts that's right fluffy nuts this is a PB and Marshmallow Imperial Cream Ale at 9% in alcohol by volume. It's uh, brewed by the Saloon Door Brewing Company in Webster, Texas. Webster, Texas. Uh, I think the last Saloon Door we had from them was that uh, Tasty AF. Which was okay. I'm not sure I've ever had an Imperial Cream Ale before. Let's see what it pours. Okay, it's going to pour a golden color. I guess it is a cream ale. It's going to pour a nice head on that. Woo! Okay, smell it. Anyways, looks pretty good. I smell it. Oh, it smells good. It, that's a that the aroma. If we if we gave points on aroma like professional beer reviewers, this gets all the aroma points. Oh, that smells so good. Oh my god. Now I'm gonna go ahead and try this beer. Well, that was a. Uh, I'm drinking cavities. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm getting marshmallow. 
of all the marshmallowy beers, maybe it's uh, oh, it's tricking me. No, that's peanut butter. I'm getting mild peanut butter. I guess it is a cream ale, so maybe the the, the taste is gonna be is gonna be as potent, but it tastes like cinnamon toast crunch, to be honest. Tastes like a cereal, like a cinnamon toast crunch, but not a marshmallowy cereal. You know, we've had we've had I've had a few marshmallow beers on the podcast so far, and uh, I got marshmallows from them. I am not getting marshmallows from this peanut butter marshmallow cream meal. Hmm. At 9% though, it's smooth. Don't even taste the alcohol. And this is a this is a lighter beer. Usually usually in light beers like this, like cream ales, blondes or whatever, like you know, lighter colored beers. Whenever their alcohol percentage is, reaches, whenever it reaches nine, usually the the alcohol taste, like the rub, the taste of rubbing alcohol, can be tasted throughout every sip. This lacks the rubbing alcohol taste that is notorious in high ABV light beers. I think that has a lot to do with the. There's an odd, there is an odd, yet, yet good, flavor, within the beer, but I'm not sure that the flavor, really matches. What it's supposed to be, even the peanut butter is a little, little off. You know, I, I. Man, I think I think Struggle Street really has ruined me because they they make a peanut butter beer they make marshmallow beer even um even a marshmallow beer booberry by um that humble uh ingenious make a marshmallow beer even shiner has had a s'mores marshmallow beer and i've gotten more marshmallow from all those beers and i've gotten more peanut butter from other beers this uh once it lingers, once it sits for a minute, it does not have a good aftertaste. That's a bad aftertaste. Mmm. Like it's good, but then when it just sits, bad. Good to bad. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, guys. That aftertaste makes me not want to get this beer again, even though it was initially good. I'm going to give Fluffy Nuts a sad 4 out of 10. Because <laughs> it was good at first. Man, after you drink, I'm drinking a 12 ounce and like, it's like, look, I'm not even, I'm this much. I've only had a little bit. And now I'm like, ugh, no, the aftertaste is, the aftertaste is starting to settle in, and it's just not a good aftertaste. Anyways, moving on to today's topic. For taking back nerdum, 
It's like taking back Sunday, but nerd them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about, I wanted to get into the basics because we're going to dive into it more on the actual taking back nerd them uh, show over on Opinions and Mirror Network on YouTube. But I wanted, to, I wanted to take this moment and chat a little bit about Predator. That's right, we're in sci-fi month still on Opinions and Beer, and I just wanted to take a look at the history of Predator. Now, Predator, I have a Predator bottle opener, okay? I have Predator, I have Predator on my Opinions and Beer shoes. So Predator is going to be a big part of Opinions and Beer. It kind of, oh yes. Predator is one of my favorite sci-fi characters of all time and you know what it is predator is my favorite sci-fi character of all time um and they just don't like there's something weird that happens with old move with movies it's like whoever gets a hold of them doesn't ever understand what made those originals good and so they try to make it too crazy and they weird it and they just cast it's like odd casting choices they do odd casting choices they always cast what it is they is they cast themselves i think it's these writers and they're casting themselves into these into these action roles when they should be casting you know big giant hulking people <laughs> to fight predator or just you know like our you know like um predator 2 i bring i think predator 2 gets a lot of flack i think predator 2 really anyways uh predator originally came out in 19 1987 in 1987 the predator was born not born, but you know, the movie came out late '80s. The late '80s movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's a, uh, it's 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 honestly a simple premise. You know, these these military men are in the jungle, and there's a alien in the jungle, and they're at to fight it, and they're getting killed and wiped out by this one one uh, creature, and. The Predator from 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 eighty seven to nineteen ninety, Predator had its own comic book. After Predator happened, they got they got a a serious comic book lined up. It was that Fox was producing comic books for Predator and Alien at the time, and uh, by the time nineteen ninety hits, we get Predator two, and it was just a, it was almost a whole different movie, but it did feel like a continuation, you know, it felt, it was, I felt like they were able to keep a lot of the magic in Predator 2, but in, in a different way. Uh, I like the, I like that uh, it's, you're following this cop and then like uh, fighting these drug lords or whatever and Predator just doesn't give a shit and just comes in and rips people's finds out and kills everybody just murdering people in a wrecking shop and kills Gary Busey and all kinds of uh, 
all kinds of fun scenes and whatnot. And then we move on to Predators. Uh, uh, no, that's 2010. I don't even like, I don't like Predators at all. I do, I, I hate Predators. I think Adrian Brody was a horrible casting choice. I think the marketing for Predators was horrible. Um, there's a lot of scenes missing in the actual film that was in, uh, that was in the trailer. Uh, so I thought, I thought Predators was, was pretty much garbage. I thought the Predator, the Predator had a lot of potential. I thought the ending was bad. I thought it was paced poorly. I thought, I honestly thought that it was, it was cut poorly. There's something, something to it where the whole story just seemed like a, seemed like a mess. Um, so, so predator and predator 2 those are the good ones in these in the in the quad predator series that and then avp man i a lot of people gave avp flag but i think uh i think paul ws anderson is a super super underrated director and i think visually he nails everything uh i know a lot of people hate on him for the resident evil franchise but those movies look good, you know. I don't think he wrote. I don't think Paul W. S. Anderson wrote the AVP film. See, I think he does way better with things that don't have a lot of a lot of um, backstory to them. See, Resident Evil has the games, and so you're like following these characters, like all this stuff, you know. Predators, Alien versus Predator, though it has some stuff. I think not as many people know of that extra content and so you're able to get away with a lot more things and i think you should be able to give them a pass for some of the uh content that they do that he delivers in those films um i think the first avp is sleek looking i i think it's amazing i think i love the first avp and then a lot of people love avp requiem when it first came out though people did shit on it but you you kind of predator the predator movies are are sort of something that you got to let grow on you over time because like when they first come out people hate them but then you 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 scurry on a little bit and you start seeing oh these movies were actually really really good <laughs> they're really fun at least they're they're super fun and uh, and so anyways we're, we'll dive. That's just kind of my initial thoughts on on the Predator franchise. We're gonna dive more into it on taking back on taking back um, <clears throat> Nerdum, and uh, I was just trying to share my opinions, my quick uh, opinionated assessmented views on the Predator franchise. And so I'm gonna take this time. I'm gonna give a brief. I'm gonna give a brief uh chat i'm gonna give you a synopsis and talk because i'm so into the predators and predator franchise that i decided what's missing what's wrong with the predator franchise that they just can't get it a hundred percent right it's always 90 percent right or 10 percent right 40 percent right it's never a hundred percent right so here we go, guys. 
Predator world. This is the script, the pitch for Predator world. The movie follows two stories. One, a teenage coming-to-age tale, but with a predator. And the second story, a militant ship carrying super soldiers. And I went ahead and casted. I, I went I went ahead and casted the super soldiers, just so you guys know, so you don't have to worry about the casting and trying to figure out who's going to play who. I know who's going to be in this movie. <clears throat> super soldiers on this ship include, but are not limited to, The Rock, John Cena, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Michael Jai White, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, who plays an android, but has the minds and memories of Dutch from the original Predator. (laughs) Get it, he's an android, like Terminator. See, I'm just mixing it all together. It's all good. It's all throwbacks. Oh, nice. The ship crew, the the crew that's with the ship, we have a clone. The, she's called the clone, and it's played by Sigourney Weaver. The ship, and she's going to play the uh, ship commander. Then we have Simon Pegg as the second pilot. Then we have the navigations expert, Nick Frost. And then we um, have Regina King as the uh, Yaja linguist. Then we have Maggie Q as the pilot. We have Rahu Kohli as the medical. We have Carlos Mencia as the ship engineer. We have Michael C. Hall as the other ship engineer. And then we have Louis Guzman as the third ship engineer. The plot. Earth has a severe outbreak of an alien species spreading quick. With knowledge of the Utja and their technology, a mission is set forth by a shadow corporation to obtain this tech and or help from the Yaja in what may be a suicidal plan of hunting the predator on their world as they have hunted us in order to gain their respect. All the while this is happening, a young predator learning the ways of the hunt with fellow classmates gets ambushed by outcast who kill the rest of its group and take it captive, captive and force it into gladiator type combat with other species. So you got, you've got people hunting the predator, super soldiers hunting predators as they did on our world. And then you have a young Yatja, a young predator in a gladiator movie fighting other species of aliens.
Slifles. I'm just, I'm sorry. But if that's not the greatest predator plot ever written, then it is impossible to write a predator plot. But that's that's just my opinion. And that's fine, because all we have here are opinions and fluffy nuts. Four out of ten. Beer. We are a million ten billion.